Hi guys, welcome back to Boys and Ghouls Film Review. I'm your host, Sarah Stevenson, and this is my co-host, Mike Stevenson. Hello. Our, our special guest today is Jessica Ham. Hi. And Emma Crutchell. Crutchell. Hello. <laughs> today we're reviewing The Labyrinth. Jim Hansen's movie, just so yes, you know. Very cool movie. Yes, yeah, so well, let's discuss. Um, what are your thoughts about it, guys? I mean, it's a classic. Mm. <laughs> I'm yeah. fairly new to this film. Like, I've grown up hearing about it, but I've only really sort of delved into it um, in the past year or so. Mm-hmm. So I'm coming at it from a grown-up's perspective, personally, mm-hmm. and... I quite enjoy it. Like, yeah. stylistically, I think there's so much to explore here, and I feel like it's so culturally important. Mm. Just the use of the puppets and everything like that. Like, I think it's just, it's mm. got its own brand and its own niche mm. in, yeah. in the film mm. market. And mm-hmm. I think, I think yeah, it's, it's such an important film. Yeah, I agree. Very unique. Mm-hmm. Very. What do you think, Mike? I think it was excellent. I mean, Jim Henson, he did the, uh, what, the Muppets and everything else, and he brought that skill uh, into this uh, quite easily. Um, I think uh, Terry Jones from Monty Python actually wrote the original screenplay. Mm. And um, I think George Lucas, he's the exact producer on it. And he has all the good people were in there and uh, behind the scenes doing things. And Actually, yeah. oh, I was just going to say on that note, yeah. that is my one bugbear is I think Terry Jones wrote some amazing like quality stuff. Yeah. And then I feel like it... All of the good dialogue ended up on the cutting room floor because of George Lucas. Well, <laughs> That's I, my I feelings. Know. I don't say the problem is that Terry actually wrote it, and then they, uh, he wrote the original script. And then the redrafts were done by somebody else, and oh, they added several. and took away and did things as well, which was a problem. Mm. Yeah. So, mm. he, but he got credit for doing it. The other guys didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Isn't that lovely? Because <laughs> <laughs> didn't he have an issue when they brought on David Bowie, they made it musical? Mm. And Terry oh. Jones was a bit <laughs> sceptical about adding in the, the music to it? Uh, mm. I, I think remember. he was. Might have he been. Might have, I mean, yeah. I did read um, a film fact that they were thinking of making the Goblin King in as a puppet, like all the other Jim Hansen puppets. Mm. But then halfway through... Um, um, Jim Hansen or one of their crowd um, decided to get either David Bowie or Michael Jackson to play the Goblin King. Yeah. And they decided to flip a coin and say, let's go with David Bowie. I think that was the correct choice. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Although what a different like musical we would have if Michael Jackson did it. Yeah, it would set set the um, theme of of the movie a little bit to a different direction. And apart from... Um, Je- Jennifer playing the role of Sarah. There was also the thought of casting Sarah Jessica Parker as um, and Ali Sheedy and yeah, yeah. yeah. I, can, I can't see no. Jessica Parker in that role either. I mean, I'd no. seen her in Girls Just Want to Have Fun back then, well, and I don't see her in that role. A, a bubble yeah. Bubble at one of the Olsen twins years ago. She played a witch, one of the witch no, sisters. No, not that movie, Dad. She that, was in that one. No, she, she wasn't. Was, uh, no, she. <laughs> that one was the um. Um, Hocus Pocus. Hocus Pocus. Oh, yeah, yeah, someone, yeah, yeah Hocus Pocus. Oh, yeah, I, I had the name a wrong name, but yes, yeah, Hocus Pocus. So you played a bit parts of which. Mm-hmm. Good talk. But she, that was a bit her. later. Yes. <laughs> I'd have never I think, liked Sarah Jessica Parker. I think oh, I love Sarah Jessica Parker, but I agree she would have been wrong for this yeah, role. Yeah, I think she would just yeah. have the wrong I, image. Oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. 
I I could have seen maybe Ali Sheedy. Yeah, mm-hmm. from um, Breakfast Club. Yeah, I I think I could have, but I think I liked what they said about Jennifer Connelly. They said that um, she was in the Twilight. She played the twilight between girlhood and womanhood. Yes. Yeah, yes. Them, it, and I and thought that she was supposed to be that, that in, so the, in the movie. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I could yeah. see that com- get chemistry in, yeah. in, that, in that role. It was brilliant. It, I did. I don't know if this is just me because I've never heard anyone else say this, but mm. I thought it was so weird her scenes with David Bowie because I'm like, she's a child. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah that's my only issue. She's probably what sixteen, like coming of age sort of thing. I think. Yeah, yeah. sixteen and that's where going the borderline on. Was. Had to leave the childish things behind, the mm. fantasy things, and growing into womanhood around the age of consent period, which is sixteen years old. Mm. I think that was a yeah. It makes me think it. of another. Yeah. So she wasn't actually a kitty and the pedophile. No, no, no. no. <laughs> no. I'm not saying that. I'm just, I'm just saying it was quite an age gap. Yeah. That was. Oh yeah. yeah. Quite. It was interesting though if yeah. if she was a 16 year old in this um she was still very immature i felt like at the beginning well, that, of the that, film that the like problem she, yeah she's still living in a fantasy yeah. world of a girl yeah yeah. Of a and, woman. Yeah. yeah well i think that that in the story according to it, she was um drawn into the fantasy world as well as acting just so i'm speaking to i'm just speaking to two actresses right here with me you know <laughs> jessica two and wonderful actresses too yeah you. and yeah. well and <laughs> and uh, and just and Jen, Jen, the um sarah is sort of idolizing her all which her all her birth mother's um want of being an actor too apart from being a um, drawn into a fantasy world, she also dreams about becoming an actress. So she's sort of wanting mm-hmm. to be both the little, the little girl and the adult. Like she wants to be, an, mm-hmm. she wants to be. She wants to hang on to her youth, but yeah, also yeah. But she's, she's very excited and I think intrigued yeah. by the yeah idea I of did going into being a woman. The cat's poster in the background. Mm-hmm. I got very excited. <laughs> yeah, I did see that too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah in in. Both the um when she's in a room scene, there you see a lot of um posters and a bit of pictures of her mother starring in movies and stage plays and stuff. And, and they do a very quick pan of some books on um a yeah. table. And of, there's well, a, I think what the film yeah. inspired by, like there was Wizard of Oz and um yeah, and there was, there was a, a there was also there, a scrapbook of her one. mother, you know, a little few of her stage clippings in a, in a scrapbook there that have stickers oh, and I stuff on it. You, and the word mum on it that right. indicates uh, that that was her mum uh, you're paying in, very close to yeah. <laughs> yes. and way to the end you see her take the um, the the this these no, the, the news clippings of her mother in, and putting them into a drawer oh, indicating yes. that she's grown and starting to try to be the more grown-up you know in that scene so yeah. she's kind of kind of grown up you know in that in those moments when she was in the labyrinth and kind of realised that she needs to start growing up in mind. Yeah, be a bit more responsible and mature and stuff, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, longer, realize no that longer a child. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. The, a common phrase was, yeah. it's not fair, it's not exactly. fair. Like, like yeah. constantly like saying that. And then, yeah, yeah. and then realising yeah. that it's yeah. just way things are. <laughs> yeah. 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 And you've got to adapt. Folks, yeah, <laughs> yeah well, in that scene where she took um, hog... Um, did yeah, Hoggle, he's yeah. Cute. yeah. Just so you guys know, I'm gonna take a moment to talk about Hoggle for a minute. Mm-hmm. Did you know Hoggle is actually voiced by Brian 
Henson? Henson's, you yeah, know, Jim that. Henson's so, son. Mm, mm, yeah. And his, um, I think his daughter, Cheryl Hanson, she played one of the puppet. She assisted in the puppeteering in the production and, too. Actually, speaking of puppets, mm. you, you made a comment earlier that they'll think you're making the Goblin King a puppet. Mm. Imagine if you had Big Bird playing the Goblin King. Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> God. Wouldn't that have been weird? Yeah, yeah. well, they probably thought... <laughs> even creepier. Yeah, there I was think. also a thought in... I looked it up that they were thinking of not showing the um, Goblin King until halfway through the film. You know, like, much later, like, mm. on. But I guess... I think this is a lot more better, revealing the, the bad guy way to the beginning to show the audience... This is the Goblin King. He's threatening. He's dangerous and very hot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And he's very hot, yeah. Settle actually, down there, Sarah. <laughs> actually, yeah, Do you need a fangirl? Yeah, actually, you, you, you said that hot. Someone told me years ago when the movie came out, all the mothers were taking the children to see the movie because the mothers wanted to see David Bowie. <laughs> <laughs> that was a possibility. I don't know. And well, they're That's married, not heard. dead. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, take some time to appreciate that bulge. That's <laughs> we're going to go there, Mark. Go go very go. tight pants. He looks, yeah, looks straight in Gosh, yeah. it's cool. There are kids in this audience out there. We don't want to... Hey, this is a supposedly a kid's film, isn't it? They're coming of age. Yeah, I guess you have a point. I can't help that they insinuated some things in a kid's movie. Bottom line, at the end of the when they finished making this film, it was considered a flop, sadly. It was. Yeah. 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 Look at it now. Well, yeah. It became a cult film. It became yeah. a cult yeah. classic now. Mm. Um, yeah. it's, and still being looked over over the years and still thought as, a be- as an awesome cult movie. Mm. Yeah, well, I think good. that's the case with some of the best movies and that's what makes them culturally important is because like, exactly. they're not appreciated until later on. They're ahead of their like, time. Yeah, they're so ahead of their time. I mean, yeah. there's some movies, um, like, well, what's a good cop movie, like Rocky Horror Picture Show. That, yeah. that was not a bad movie. It was the blockbuster, but people still watching it. Mm. Yeah, because it's today. like aged yeah. like a fine yeah. wine. Yeah. And it's yeah. so like relevant to today's discussion exactly, of yeah. sexuality and Agreed. gender. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. And cross-gender and mm-hmm. anything else. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and I think that's another thing is like David Bowie is um, still appreciated today because what we were talking about before yeah, is yeah. his androgyny. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You know, crossing exactly. that line stylistically between feminine and masculine but still being very much a male. You know, it's yeah, exactly. you know a lot of a lot of um, men love to dress that sort of style nowadays. You know that we have more men wearing makeup, wearing exactly, heels. Yeah, yeah. You know, mm. and um, it's now socially appropriate. Mm. I mean, when I was young, I wouldn't even dream about wearing a pink shirt. You know, <laughs> yeah, now or spandex. I don't care. It's just a color. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, um, yeah, yeah it's really I weird. could not it's imagine I'm wearing that much yeah. bright in the colors. <laughs> yeah. Although on David Bowie, I did, I did really got. I kind of loved his costumes. Not looking at down five down below, but <laughs> <laughs> but I did you started something, Emma. <laughs> but, it's hard to miss. Yeah, <laughs> he was a ballet dancer. Yeah. I did love the costumes. I I, I like the 
the first one where he's dark, threatening and creepy and other ones he's like he's um he's um feminine and beautiful and mm. handsome. Mm. And yes. in, yes. and in the final elegant. scene you yeah. see him yeah. as yeah. you know, like he's looking like he was in rags and indicating that he's gonna lose. It's kind of a bit of symbolicness in the, in that mm. in those those scenes. Yeah, well they were saying his um leather jacket was uh styled after Something that Marlon Brando wore. I can't remember uh, the movie. That would have been uh, the the Wild One movie. The yeah. Wild One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's a motorbike uh, leader, you know, gang leader. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and and like those tight pants that you love so much. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, yeah, tight jeans, leather jacket. Yeah, that little, was from yeah, like yeah, the, really the Scarlet Pimpernel. So like that yeah. sort of Georgian yeah, period, yeah, yeah, like yeah, a yeah. nod to that. I was just like. Yes, I yes. love I love the theatrical. Mm. I love theatrical style. Anything theatrical. Yeah, like yeah. very over the top, very detailed. It's yeah. Yes. But you just don't see it in films now. Like they just. Mm. I think that's also what's so fantastic about Labyrinth and a lot of Jim Henson stuff in general is just it's just so unique and just something that you don't see a lot of now. No. And it's just yeah, totally. <laughs> so when you can create something. Um, physical like not with you know visual effects like the fact the amount of work that they put into the sets mm-hmm. and the costumes yeah, exactly. and the puppets yeah. like it just mm-hmm. it brings you more into that world i think than yeah. any cgi can yeah oh, I, th- I think I, I, I think cgi is overrated i think we, yeah. outside we were, me and jessica were talking about earlier how well, how would we feel about if labyrinth was ever turned into a stage musical had can we discuss that? Well, yeah, I think it would translate very easily because mm. anything that is niche is just gobbled up by theatre people. Like, theatre kids love all that niche stuff. Yeah. And the fact that it's already so theatrical... Well, yeah, it was great. I mean, it was, it was like, stage. It is, yeah. It they've already be, got yeah. musical numbers that are well-known. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think it'd be you so have easy a lot to of turn songs into a there. stage production. Yeah, yeah there's Adam a lot of Lambert songs there. playing the Goblin King. Oh, that would be such yeah. a good casting. Yeah. Oh, I really want to see it now. Who would you cast as as Sarah if it was a stage musical um, just if you were the producer oh that's a tough one yeah someone young and somebody I think um, personally I'd go for somebody who's established in musical theatre more so than film Mm -hmm. because nothing drives me nuts more than putting someone in a lead role that requires singing when they can't sing and they have to learn to sing and they can't do it you need yeah. Uh, Beauty and the Beast, Emma. <laughs> uh, <Thompson. laughs> yeah. No, she's she's lovely and she's gorgeous, but oh, like it you. was it was hard to listen to that mu- that movie. Oh, I didn't mind it. <laughs> yeah, like I I suppose. But I, then I don't know like, if it's because I have a soft spot for Emma Watson because oh, Harry Potter's life for me. <laughs> yeah, I don't mean to like criticize her. It's just the casting. I, I know he's like, like yeah. Yeah. Uh, if it wasn't a musical, I'd be like. Yeah, great. But I think if you're going to have like the full singing, mm-hmm. you should really honour the people who've done the training, mm-hmm. who've done the work. And, and they've got the right skills for the role. Who have the right yeah. skills, yeah. 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 I mean, they've worked and trained their whole life and now they're seeing their opportunities being going to somebody yeah. else and it's a real bugbear. Yeah. It's a little bit like when when as Americans get cast as Australians. Yeah. It's like just hire an Australian. That, <laughs> like, that really annoys yeah, me. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. You, you, you have Australians going to America, and they say we don't want your Australian accent. They've got to Americanise it. Mm. Now they've got an Australian here to play an Australian. If you want to use the Australian, you get the American to put a bung on a funny accent. Yeah. Uh, why? <laughs> 
Now, I mean, you get, some of these movies we've been reviewing lately, they're being made by an American production company, but they're actually making them in England, and they're bouncing people from England, America, Australia, uh, England, America together into the studio. Mm. They don't care whether it's an English spoon or an American playing the role. They just play it with their accents. Oh, it happens. So in... why is the big yeah. problem to getting Australian to play an Australian? Yeah, right. Oh well, exactly. they they do it here in homegrown productions. Yeah, but not and over the, there. No, what I'm trying to yeah, say is yeah. like in theatre, yeah. it happens all the time in opera oh, as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They bring in. Um, leads from Italy and England and um, America and they pay them the big bucks to yeah. play lead roles in Australian productions yeah. and it's like you have the talent here Why don't you, you yeah. have you have potentially even like better talent here homegrown yeah. in Australia why aren't you providing those jobs to the people Who've worked hard here at home yeah. absolutely yeah. quite right exactly right it drives me mental yeah. well you think about it but the ones we've got here can't get a job. Then they go overseas and they get work. Yeah, and then and suddenly like Australian nurses like, here. oh, our, our beautiful well, actors and actresses. <laughs> yeah, but you know, we wouldn't offer them Australian anything They're Australian, they're ours. It's yeah. like, oh, but we wouldn't give you a chance you in the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> that Australian actor, he went over to America. They said, get ready for your Australian accent so you can play in movies over there. Then they went to play in Australian, so he had to bring his Australian accent back into it. Then he's came come back here and he's making movies. Hmm. Mm. Why yeah. didn't they make movies here without sending them over to America? <laughs> yeah. Um, I'd like to bring up, yes. um, back, bring us back down to earth with... Oh, yes, we're going to have a sidetrack. We were, we were talking to the right The industry the right is host. corrupt, guys. The industry is corrupt. That is the message to take away from this podcast. <laughs> yeah. no, 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 but we were, we were talking about the, 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 getting the right people for the right parts. Yeah. yeah. That, that is yeah. relevant. I mean, that is relevant. And yeah. Yeah, but I still want to get back to um, what well, yeah, we're discussing. Okay. I don't want to be another twenty. I mean, there will be for the casting of Sarah <laughs> in a musical. I'll have to get back to you on that one because I actually have no idea right now. I haven't thought about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know that it's um, it's off the um cuff when you think about this stuff, but but yeah. it does make you wonder um, who would you like to to see in that in that role, you mm. know, and how would you like to have it seen in in the in the in a play or a musical. Yeah, probably mm. some young up-and-coming actress who's played Matilda and Annie and all those yeah, wonderful yeah, roles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah so um, I'd like to bring up my favourite scene in the movie, um, oh. the masquerade scene where Sarah's oh, lost yeah. her memory and she's now caught up in this crystal where she's visualising herself as a pretty princess and oh my dancing God, at a ball. Oh, my God, that dress. <laughs> Well, how many wedding dresses were inspired by yeah. that dress? Oh my god, the leg of mutton sleeves that were as big as your head. <laughs> that that long graceful waistline that goes down to the hips. Oh, I oh, love. It was I beautiful. love all of it and the hair as well. Yeah, yeah. Eighties well, hair. Yeah, well, I thought it was pretty. Yeah, I thought it was, the, um, pretty, yeah. it was a beautiful um, scene in that in that in that movie. I loved it. That mm. that. That in that in that scene she gets to dance with David Bowie and and, and he it puts was a word ca- on her and she says no <laughs> no fair enough and she's empowering herself yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. well and the, the I'm not I'm in control yeah yeah, yeah I think that yeah. it, well I read yeah. the book um I've um just so you guys know I I purchased a book a while back where and it looks just like the book you've seen in in the labyrinth 
you know, that Sarah mm. has. Mm. And so in this book, it, indi- it explains to me a bit about more about what happens in the scene in the ballroom, in, in that scene. Mm-hmm. And Sarah does talk to um, the Goblin King in that scene where she's... And how in the book it describes that she's searching for someone and she can't figure out whom. Yes, she forgot. Like, she... Yeah. She she knows it's connected to the Goblin King, and she's and she's wandering around trying to f- to find him. And when she does find him, she's a little confused and trying to work out what what's what am I doing here? The and, meaning of life. Yeah, and when she does finally, fi- you know, figure out that she doesn't belong here, she just breaks. She takes a chair and then whacks the crystal and breaks mm. and gets away. Mm. <laughs> well, the the main thing that I've uh, heard from that uh, scene where she's yeah, in the ballroom and that, was the insinuation that she was roofied by the Goblin King. Because oh, you know man. how she uh, she bites into that peach or something and he's poisoned oh, it? Oh, poison, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, there's well, like, this insinuation drug, yeah. that he's given her a roofie and then, <laughs> and, yeah. then and then you see all the uh, sexual tension, I guess, between them in that in yeah. that scene. Yeah. And so it's just, I mean, as a, as a kid, you're not going to pick up on that sort of stuff. But as an adult, I've, I've just been reading articles about how People, as they've gotten older, have picked up on things that are like, ooh, that could be taken a bit differently. That is not (laughs) okay. I think in the 80s, they used to have, um, I think they created special brownies and they often put drugs in those. And still do. And yeah, I think they still do that. And <laughs> usually there's consent and with regards to yeah, those. Though. And <laughs> like you said, Emma, That's all the they difference. kind of um, dr- drug send them on a weird trip yes. or whatever. Yeah. And this is what it does make me think of that sort of thing too. I yeah. mean, sending them their brains in a weird direction. <laughs> <laughs> I did think it was a bit funny that that she. I mean, I know a lot of people, a lot of fans out there probably say, why does she reject the, the um, Goblin King's advances throughout this movie? I mean, mm. he seems nice and he, he wants to do things for it, even though it's most of the things are badness. Mm. I think because he wants yeah. to control her. Yeah. I think that's the thing. That's it, yeah. She's yeah. she's like, oh, no, you can't make me do what you want me to do. Because he offers her her dreams. Yes, he does. But then she has to make the sacrifice yeah, of her little brother. Well, it was the big uh, when that those final words she said to him, like, like where she says, "True danger untold and hardships and all that stuff." She, and then she the line, the final line that she kind of couldn't remember was kind of realizing that. He he that he had no power over her, and that was kind of true. And it kind of fit into the story because he kept offering her things, her dreams and stuff, and never once has he ever controlled her mind and told her to. Well, I think the peach is probably would no, say different. It, he kind yeah. of controlled her mind juice, then. That, no, that, it was more like, it was kind of, was it was kind of um, making her forget yeah, yeah. things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Forget about her brother, forget yeah, about yeah. everyone that she's connected to. I think that's, con- I would classify that as control. Yeah. Personally, <laughs> I mean, I don't know, am I the yeah. only one here, Emma? Like, <laughs> I, I, yeah. I feel like that's creepy.com. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, you may be correct. If somebody made me forget about my family by giving me something to eat, I'd be like, oh, you're a controller. Yeah. I'd literally poison. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and when I was reading the... I I forget my family sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Ha, 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 funny, ha. Sorry, Sorry, Sarah. (laughs) Funny, ha, ha. Yeah, and the scene where she eats the apple, I I read in the book that... Let me see. She says, um, now Sarah was... 
She manages to stagger to a tree and she leans against it. She already forgotten Hoggle and Ludo and and Toby and where she was and why. All her thoughts were for the Goblin King and her eyes were looking up to the sky. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like I she- mean, do I need to say any more? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I would say he's pretty pretty evil. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Not to be yeah. trusted. Do yeah. not trust this Yeah, but man. then again, yeah. he's he kind of man. he kind of fantasizes about her. He likes her, loves loves her. I mean, that's what. Uh, I mean, that's. that's, that's what he's <laughs> yeah. He's he's a human being surrounded by muppets. Hello. <laughs> You know? I mean, I just think it's a bad standard to set for girls that that yeah. behaviour is okay. Yeah, personally, yeah, well, I know it's just because someone likes you and thinks you're pretty and wants to control everything about your life. You know, that's that's not okay. Yeah. yeah. No, My one no. interesting fact is Far it's interesting it. that that. A lot of people, I know a lot of people have told me this, and they, kept, they keep saying, well, if I were Sarah, I would have said yes to um, the Goblin King, all that yeah, stuff. Well, that's easy said than done. I think they're talking about David Bowie, not the yeah, Goblin David King. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but the idea of becoming of a... Yes too, you know? the, idea, yeah. the idea of being a princess in a, in a weird fairy tale land and living with him would be like... Any girl's well, dream. She fantasy. just needs to overthrow him, become the mm. Goblin Queen, and then she can do that. That's fine. Yeah, <laughs> still be able to stand oh, her ground. Yeah. Female and rights. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know if the labyrinth is a place that you'd really want to be in because yeah, true. there was quite a lot of scary scenes in that. Well, I mean, I I actually I don't know how old I was when I first saw it, but I only just um, I think I didn't watch it again until my early twenties, and then I watched it again this week in preparation for this, and I've definitely. Yeah, like watching it as an adult, like there's just so many things that I guess yeah. you don't pick up Warning. on as a kid. Ooh. Yeah, exactly. It's, because you do think, oh, it's a fantasy land, and oh, all these magical friends you can have, and all the Goblin King, so dreamy. But it's all like, it's yeah, like, when you grow like, up, it's like Ooh. it's a bit like the Wizards yeah. of Oz. Yeah, that one. Yeah, that, that was really nice. All the Munchkins running around, had nice people. But there's a lot of evil stuff going on there too. Yeah, mm. yeah. And I think yeah. if you really think yeah, about it, yeah. probably. Isn't the best place no. you'd want to be. <laughs> yeah. place to visit, but, good to go home. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But having said that, that's what I think makes the message so good because for a movie in the 80s to show a young girl coming into womanhood who says, no, I'm going to say no to what the, sh- the, the shiny dreams that you're offering you're me right. yeah. in order to get my brother back and she stands her ground and she yeah, and good. she has her own voice and she fights the Goblin King mm. and doesn't give in to his power over her as shiny yeah. and glamorous mm. as it may look um, I think that's a great message so I don't want to like say that this movie's bad because I think that's a great message yeah, yeah. well yeah. It's a, it is and a good to appreciate what you have at home like yeah. everything exactly. isn't as what you think it is yeah, yeah. everybody wants to <laughs> yeah. leave home as soon as they can for some silly reason yeah, yeah, true, yeah, true. So good yeah. Things you have a good it. point, yeah. Jessica. Your mum does your washing and the cooking and the cleaning for you. Hey, that's a good start. You've got a pretty bloody home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's an interesting point. Wish I had that. <laughs> <laughs> See? Yeah. I rest my case. <laughs> yeah, I do you think it, that's a good mate. point. I mean, um, let me think. Um, I was just going to say that um, it's, in- it's an interesting idea that um, what you said, Jessica, and, it's tr- and it sounds about... Right, and I do. I don't. Agree, I don't agree with all feminist sort of stuff out there. I mean, I don't like um, Charlie's Angels. What they did with with Elizabeth Banks as Charlie's Angels, I didn't like that 
her, her version of feminism. But with Labyrinth and other movies that like Labyrinth, they have they do capture the right way of displaying a good, a feminism, good balance of it, a good balance yeah. of it. Instead of making I out that it should be about a woman's world fighting against all yeah. men in general. Uh, I think that's a misunderstanding of feminism, but that's a totally different rabbit hole hmm. <laughs> for another yeah, discussion, maybe. Yeah, a lot of people out there I've have been... I've heard that expression before when I said something funny in one of the previous podcasts. Let's break the rabbit hole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but... I, I did a bit of a faux You do part. admit that... Uh, you must admit that a lot of people are trying to make it all about... <coughs> in the movies, they're trying to make women to be the top... You know, no, I, don't, I disagree. The, I think that women have had to take a back seat for such a long time that mm. we're just trying to get a balance on things. Yeah, mm. I don't think it's about that at all. I mean, you as a female director, mm. surely you must understand what that's like to be I considered do. second best. Mm. I do not I, not based on your lack of merit, mm. purely based on the mm. gender you were born with. Yeah. Mm. I mean, yeah. that's that's hard. That's something you have to come up against. And I women know. face it all the time. I read, actually, if I could just say this, I actually read um, something about the Tropfest decided one year, I think it was 2015, to do a blind um, uh, panel of um, finalists for mm-hmm. the films. And so they took away all the names and um, they went from having five... Five percent of female directors as their finalists to fifty percent. Wow! wow. <laughs> Just from removing the names, yeah. so that kind of wow. tells you something that so it that is, is very much. Yeah. Yep, yeah. it is very much still present, yeah. and it's not about uh, usurping men at all. Men are wonderful; they've created so many amazing things. Jim, Hen- nah, Jim Henson's it, it, wonderful. It, it, it does come out like but a boys' club, though, doesn't it? It is yeah. a boys' club, yeah. and I think like we need to just look at it for what it yeah. is and say. Women are getting the short end of the stick. Still, still we are. And we're just saying, hey, can we just have a fair say? It's not about trying to be better than anyone else. I just like like equalness. That's what I mean. And I think that's what feminism is about. If you look at it for what it really is. I mean, you're always going to have radicals. radicals. Exactly. And they make it bad, the other ones. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, and congratulations to Tropfest for taking that initiative like how amazing are you guys (laughs) yeah yeah absolutely (laughs) yeah yeah i gotta check that one out (laughs) yeah um yeah it's very interesting interesting yeah uh, do you have any other thoughts about the movie what's your favorite uh, scenes in this movie guys oh um I mean, I think I really liked when she fell down that hole and all the arms were grabbing her. Like, it was very scary. But see, I think, and when they were underground, like, all of that stuff that unfolded when she went down that hole, I think because it was scary but also really intriguing at the same time. I don't know. I I love getting scared when I watch them. And and then when they fall. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, well, it was a bit scary, especially all the scenes where she falls down a um, a hill or falls down a, a trap door and she's led into a weird environment that yes. she's not familiar with. Yes. It's kind of... It's and then when they're... Um, oh, when yeah. they're about to fall into that, is it the bog of eternal stench or something? Oh, I love, my God. I love that bog and all that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it does look like... Uh, it does look like a rectum, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh my gosh! It's so gross. I think it was. I think it was gross. The what, the noises it makes. Yeah. Oh. You like uh, flatulence, was it? Yeah. Yes. 
And I really liked, I think this is where, um, see, on, upon watching it just recently, I think I totally missed the fact that Terry Jones had, had done the screenplay or unless I'd just forgotten about it. But I was, once I saw his name come up at the beginning, I was very aware of his yeah. sort of writing style. And I yeah. think there was one, um, one scene in particular, I think when they're, again, in sort of underneath the labyrinth and there's those talking rocks mm-hmm. and they're like turn back and was just like shutting them down like oh be quiet and he's like oh please oh, <laughs> like please. i never get to say that yes it was it was very yeah, much that that is very part. terry yeah. jones i mean yeah. considering the fact that this sort of thing makes me think of um his all his um the productions did he do monty python um, well, he was part of my popping yeah. cruise. He would have yeah. been part of the so uh, he, um, screenwriting. He can't, that's kind of fits in yeah, with yeah. his memento mo- when he's um, trying to create some funny comedy yeah, jokes yeah. there. I, re- I really liked The Worm as well. I really wish Worm was in it a bit more. Yes. He was oh my so God. cute and funny. Do you know, now that like, like I've read so many times, oh yeah, Terry Jones, writers, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. Monty Python. But now that you're saying it, I'm like, so much, yeah. So many scenes where his his flavor just comes right through. I'm yeah. Like, oh. Now it's time to go see Life of Brian. Yeah. And the uh, Holy Grail. Um, Holy, Grail. Yeah. Holy Grail. And the um Sam, the um Spamalot. Oh yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a movie. Yeah. They had, what Jabberwocky was another one, was it? Yeah. Jabberwocky. Uh, yeah. They did all these weird movies. Yeah. Yeah. You can de- Yeah. It's it's just again one of those great films that. Yeah. Every time you watch it, I think you pick up on something else. And yeah. actually, another thing I picked up on was how much the dialogue doesn't match their mouth. <laughs> I found that really distracting. I know, because um, I kept thinking the whole time, "Wow, Jennifer Connelly's really slack-jawed." Yeah, <laughs> she's not. She has a beautiful mouth. It's just, it's just that the words, the, the sound like, wasn't synced up yeah. very well. Because yeah, even when David Bowie's singing in some of the songs, and, and even just talking. Yeah, like his expressions aren't really matching how his voice sounds. Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> Once I noticed yeah, it, I was do like, "Oh, we think oh. there's an overdubbing involved." <laughs> Maybe there yeah. might be just that. Well, actually, uh, talking about Hoggle, like I found it so fascinating the way that they made him work. I was reading up about how he was operated by five different puppeteer engineers. Wow, oh, really? Yep. So obviously, like. Uh, Brian Henson did um, the, the voice, and he was responsible for the facial expressions. And he oh, yeah. worked with um, a couple of engineers on getting the facial expressions to match his mm. facial expressions and his vo- uh, mouth movements. And then, obviously, they had um, – hang on, it's in my notes. <laughs> I just found this fascinating. Um, Shari Weiser, she was in the puppet suit. That's right, yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, doing the actual physicality and, like, how far we've come in technology. I know. Like, they needed five people to do that. Yeah, I'm amazed how that's Actually, speaking back then. Of, speaking of people involved in puppeteering and stuff, we would we reviewed um, Aliens yeah. uh, the other week, and the mother alien, where in the nest area, you probably haven't seen it, they had something like 16 to 18 people working this oh. to make it actually work. Had wow. a couple of people actually inside it, and the rest of them are there manipulating arms and legs. There's a crane holding it. There's about 16 to 18 people full making team it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a real team yeah. effort. All yeah. I, that's one of the reasons work. why I so, like yeah. old 
special effects ways of doing this sort of yeah. thing, not just CGI. I have nothing against CGI. I just don't it's, it's like overused. it when it's overused. Yeah, yeah used I agree. Because it shouldn't be used to completely replace. I think. No, no, yeah, because exactly right. um, I find Michael Michael Bay movies so boring for that yes. exact reason. <laughs> I'm with you on, on that one, Sarah. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. oh, as God. much as I like um, some special effects that you can't get get by in you know in real life, you can't make them if you could. In the real life world, but I do like it when when they just take they get special people who make masks and costumes and puppeteering, mm-hmm. and then they just put those into the uh, the scenes you can't really explain, and it makes the story yeah. look so Sushi. so cr- creative. Yeah, uh, and it's really like cheesy um, dummy. <laughs> it's really utilizing so many elements of craftsmanship that we just ignore nowadays because it's easier to not bother mm. and it's easy it's cheaper to mm. manufacture oh, yeah. but then we look back on movies like this and this is why I'm like it's so culturally important because yeah. how many hands went into making those yeah. puppets mm. and yeah, then how many right. hands went into operating those puppets yeah. and then making them work and then <laughs> then they brought in the background CGI stuff like yeah. you know yeah like getting rid of all the blue blue screen stuff yeah. I mean, I mean, it's very obvious when they're using a green screen in, in yeah. labyrinth like <laughs> that fiery scene. I was going to say that one. <laughs> but at the same time, I don't know, there's just something about the mm. way they were made back then. It's like you can forgive it. and But yeah. it requires yeah. you to, as the audience to use your imagination more. Yeah. And yeah. we are so lazy with our imaginations nowadays yeah, because it's hand-fed yeah. to yeah. us. Yeah. I yeah. find that for American movies. I like to spoon-feed the audience. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. This man is going to walk through the door. He's going to pick up this gun. He's going to walk out there and shoot somebody. <laughs> it, it's they don't actually have to use their brain. Yeah, they, yeah. It's, it's all there. In fact, there's no subliminal stuff. There's no. It's kind of lazy storytelling stuff. in a way. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like once upon a time there was three bears. Um, do you want to be spoon fed the whole story, or do you want to let your imagination play part of it? Yeah. 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 Your imagination can do a dance like better than the scriptwriters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, George Bernard Shaw with mm. Pygmalion was a great example. You know, mm. he didn't write that ending because mm. he wanted his audience to think, did they get together? Did they not get together? Yeah. And B- like you, you're left part. wondering. Mm. Yeah. But, nice um, suspense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He did the same thing. No any climax. Can a climax what, drop off? What happened then? Mm. You see? Mm-hmm. Oh, great. Fantastic endings. Mm. Yeah. And the thing People is... Do it now. I think great storytelling is when your your audience is frustrated because they're so engrossed in the story, they want to know what happens yeah. or what happened mm. and they come up with their own conclusions yeah. because they care. And so many stories nowadays, yeah. you just don't care about. You're just like, oh, yeah. well, I don't know. I yeah, can just I, sit back and veg. Mm. Like, look, look, if you yeah. saw a, a... I know you don't like horror movies and sci-fi. But <laughs> I don't like no, gore. But if, <laughs> now, if, if you're going to watch a horror movie or sci-fi as a creature mm. involved... Do you want the creature in every frame, no, or do you want no. to hear him in the background? Yes, growling and something's suspense. going on. Oh. Someone's been mauled, and you see a, the odd glimpse of a shadow or something rather, and it builds up the suspense. And later on in the movie, the last twenty minutes, yes. fifty minutes, hmm. you see the creature. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. Sometimes and your I don't imagination even like it. builds it up and builds it up. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Sometimes yeah. I don't even like it when they just yeah. completely revealed the monster in the end, yeah. even though it's like, it was more scary in my head. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just yeah. let exactly. me picture exactly. what right. I'm picturing. Yeah. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons why uh, in Attack of the Cat People, just so you guys know, I'm working on a feature film at the moment. That's and these two ladies here with us were in it. Yes. <laughs> Ooh. Yes. Stay <laughs> tuned. <laughs> yes. And I wanted to, for my, for my, um, 
for the my story, I wanted to make it the creature unknown as unknown as possible. So I wanted to to put that in my story, just so mm. you guys know. I'm not going to reveal too much of what the creatures yeah. are, and I'm not going to show you anything <laughs> of them yeah, until well, it's finished. You can't show too much on a, uh, an audio podcast. I'll tell no, you right now. I guess not. But I'm not going to tell you enough about it, so I'll leave it to you. At the same your... time, though, it's kind of in the title. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But in the next couple of months, it'll be there. But hopefully, very soon, it's going to be mind bobbling. Exactly. Yeah. Speaking of that, uh, for, for our. Listeners, um, our tr- team of people who made the Attack the Cat people will be going down to what's that the festival thing you're going um, to? Supernova Expo down at the Gold Coast. Yeah, yeah. and that's Woo-hoo. on the what Woo-hoo. day? What day is that on? Thirteenth of March. Thirteenth of March. So, yeah. guys, if you can, please come to it. It's where our panel is probably at. Is around. Three o'clock. Three o'clock. Yeah. And we'll be speaking on the like, Friday. And we'll be probably <laughs> speaking for fifty. Five minutes well, or so. Uh, yeah, well, you get a 55-minute block, so I don't know what you're going to talk about, but you don't know. Come and listen. Yeah. Yeah, so I'll... So much to hear. Yeah. yeah. Very exciting. Yeah, you so... get to see these really pretty ladies and some really good <laughs> guys. And, you yes, know. and get to see some of our tra- trailer, if you haven't seen it yet. Yeah, the trailer, <laughs> maybe... Um, are we going to put that thing together, a loop of uh, some of the scenes and so they can play in the background while yes, you're talking? Yes, I'm going to do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So the trailer's available to watch on YouTube, isn't it, Sarah? It is, it is. Yeah, yeah. it's up yeah. there. Yeah. But it's for, if anyone out there hasn't seen the trailer or just wish to be surprised, um, feel free to come along and watch the trailer and hear from our actor friends here a bit more about the actual yeah. film we're putting yeah, together. Yeah, the making of. It's going to be very surreal for me. I think I attend Supernova and Comic-Con like every year. Yeah, you just so stand there, be... oh, he's over there, I'll see him, I'll get an autograph. Yeah. And to you're going to be part of it. Doing yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I'm it's a, so weird. Yeah. It's a, <laughs> it's very cool though. I've yeah. been a dancer once for Supernova. Really? That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, well, it's a big surprise for me too. I mean, I thought... Surprise me, I'm on the panel. <laughs> Sorry, Mike. <laughs> but don't worry, maybe next time. <laughs> Next movie. You've been demoted. No, kidding. <laughs> no, it's just that I only had I'm six. I'm probably going to buy my own movie. You can heckle from the crowd. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I only had six. Oh, come on, heckle, uh, heckle. No, no, no. Okay, okay. Run, run, run. No, so that. let's um, um, rate this movie um, now that we're getting close to. Yeah, we do a rating out of yes. 10. So, so um, what do you ladies think about this movie? How do you rate it? Oh. What, out of, t- out of 10? Yeah, out of 10. Oh. Do you know what? Before this discussion, I was probably sitting around a seven. And after this discussion and like yeah, reflecting on <laughs> reflecting on just like how much creativity was involved and put into this, I am going to give it like a nine. Like this is, this is such a good movie. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now I'm like, oh yeah. And this went into it and this went into it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I really wish that it had more of a following. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, hmm. did you know, guys? No. Um, Wait a minute. Okay, so go. Okay. Um, and it's my okay, turn. Okay, Emma. What's <laughs> yeah, we need your. Well, okay, my Emma. Turn. What's your rate rating on it? Oh, I feel like I want to give it an eight. Think of think of David Bowie in tights. <laughs> okay, so we're at a ten now. <laughs> Instant ten. Uh, yeah. And that hair. Oh my goodness. He looks, oh, he's got hair like. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I think I'll, I'll give it an eight just because 
upon the, the last watch, it was really bothering me how much the, the sound wasn't syncing with the mouth. And yeah. <laughs> I think it helped the overdubbing. Yeah, yeah. it was. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's so many other old films where you don't notice that. It's like, why did it happen in this movie? That and the foreign language, no, they just made a mistake. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And, um, I don't know. I, I mm. guess, um, it's not my favourite Jim Henson film. Dark Crystal is. Absolutely. Dark Crystal? Yeah, I yeah, love the Dark one, Crystal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's my favourite. So, Dark Crystal gets 10 that. from we me. We might look at that one later, too. Yeah. Labyrinth will be close with, with an 8, yeah. <laughs> All right, Mike, what are your thoughts about the rating? Look, I'll have to say year me 8, between 8 and 9. Uh, uh, there were things, a few a few things did let me down a little bit here and there. And that's an overall production. It's good. Uh, yeah, the sound quality yeah. is sinking, that sort of stuff. Mm. Storyline was excellent. I think good acting by Bowie and uh, Jennifer Connelly. Mm-hmm. But I noticed something just uh, going backwards. I'll, I'll give it the grading. I'll, I'll give it. A, I'll give it eight and a half. But I was just thinking about something. There was an owl at the beginning. Yeah. Of the movie when she's in the uh, cemetery, what it? Uh, no, in the park. In the yeah. park. She was reading a book, and in, in, in that uh, scene, you had an owl watching her. Mm. At the end of the movie. Gareth turns into an owl and flies away. Yes. So Gareth was the, was watching her even before she said, take Toby away in the beginning of the movie. Hmm. He yeah, was watching her. He was stalking her. That's very creepy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. See, there's a lot of creep about this yeah. movie yeah. when you think about it. Yeah. Yeah. But she yeah. overcame it. Yeah. 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 She, she, she didn't succumb to the guy's... Uh, manipulations is that the right word I'm looking mm. for um, he says because not no. all creepiness looks ugly sometimes yeah. Yeah. it's as hot as David Bowie exactly <laughs> yeah, good is not good always good what word. looks good is always good and what yeah. looks bad is not always bad what's that all saying um, not all that glitters is gold yes yeah. Yeah. Mm. yes yeah, yeah. exactly right Exactly. Good point. Good choice of words, that Jess. Mm. <laughs> I am an old wise person. <laughs> yes, I have my moments. I rate so I rate this movie um, taking in storyline, actors, and costumes and puppetry. I probably rate this movie nine out of ten. So cool. that's mm. how I feel about it. Yes. Yeah. So um um before I um say my final farewell, guys. Um, I'm just going to say that apart from the um, Labyrinth, they also made a sequel of this move from this movie, um, a graphic novel called The Return of to the Labyrinth. Oh, oh, was that, that the Tokyo Pop? Uh, yeah, the Tokyo one. Uh, yeah. Mango one. Did, oh, yeah. it was animated, was it? You no, know, not not yeah. um, animated. It was a graphic novel. Oh, yeah. a novel. Sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. so they made one up. They wrote a book. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, a four yeah. pa- um four book series. Oh, if wow. you haven't seen it, so I advise you guys definitely go check it out. Oh, have Excellent. To have, yeah, have to mm-hmm. suss that out. Mm-hmm. But this was an old movie back in 1980 something rather. 86. Uh, 86. Yeah, so I think it. Yeah, you know, kids today can really enjoy it, even though it's uh, an older movie. Um, some of the old stuff's better than new stuff being dished out. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, if you, right. have, if you haven't seen it or you want to revisit it with your kids, do so. Mm. Uh, buy a copy or download one from Amazon or wherever you can get it from Netflix and mm-hmm. get a copy of it. Yeah. Just let your child know that there will be no unboxing in this particular movie. <laughs> unboxing exactly. of, video, of, of toys. No <laughs> unboxing of toys. And, and don't pick up any bad As habits. As a mum myself. Don't it's pick up any bad habits thing, from it? Sarah. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. I don't like you. Give me my teddy back. No, yeah. it's, it's called you're supposed to share. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I a keep, lot of great messages. I keep telling that. that to my niece and nephew. Be sure to share your toys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not that they're, they're young. They're only just they're starting. More, he's two and a half. She's four and a half. Don't expect too much sharing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, thanks for listening, guys. Until next time, same bat time, same which hour. Till then, unpleasant dreams. <laughs> Bye. See you guys around the cemetery. <laughs> Bye.